You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JCastNetwork.org. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Booker Tov, Kodesh Tov. Um, it's a uh, <coughs> dreary and rainy Rosh Chodesh ER here in Penn Valley, um, but uh, we'll uh, warm and brighten it up with some Torah. So um, uh, we're continuing in our uh, discussion of uh, uh, what's the point of Judaism, looking through Sefer Chinuch uh, in the sequence of the weekly Torah portions. Um, I, I didn't actually go back and look at uh, our previous sessions, uh, but in this coming week's parsha, Emor, um, it deals primarily with laws concerning the priesthood and um, and laws concerning the holidays. Um, and uh, and of the laws concerning the holidays, the only ones I'd really like to focus on are um, uh, counting of the Omer and maybe Shavuot uh, at the moment. I'm pretty sure that last year I did both of those in this series. Um, if I didn't, then maybe next week we'll we'll talk about uh, one or both of those. Uh, but uh, but nevertheless, we'll we'll just stay in Parshat Kedoshim for one more week. Um, and uh, last week looked at uh, at Shatnez and its related laws about combining species. Um, and this week we're going to uh, look at something that has been somewhat lost in uh, liberal Judaism, but remains. Uh, very much a present part of uh, of Orthodox Judaism, which are two related prohibitions. Um, one is the prohibition on rounding the corners of your uh, hair, um, uh, which uh, um, we usually refer to uh, as peis, um, uh, which is from the Hebrew peot, um, which refer to the corners of your uh, of your hair. But uh, uh, and so uh, peis. That we see, you know, refer to the the long hair growth on the corners of uh, of one's uh, head, which is a custom, um, not a law in itself, as far as I can tell, um, a custom that's uh, related to the law. So the law is that you shouldn't uh, uh, cut off the the corners of your hair, and the custom that developed is to kind of showcase the fact that you're not doing that, right, by letting it grow longer and more pronounced than the rest of your hair. Uh, the other is uh, the prohibition on uh, shaving one's beard, at least with a uh, with a razor. Um, and so those are two. Uh, re- yes, I know. So that's it's, uh, it's, we 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 just talked about this, Steve. What? Shaving one's beard. Yeah. Yeah. What? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with what? Shaving one's beard. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Yes, yes, right. So it's Parashat Kedoshim. Okay, so talk to me about the hair thing. Why do you understand the hair thing, but you don't understand the beard thing? Because are we being taped? Yes, but no one has to know who you are. Okay, so the hair, I understand. I can do a voice modification on you. if you. The hair, because it's the first hair that's on your head. And they keep that to remind you that that's the first hair that grew, I believe, on your head. Mm-hmm. And not to shave it or cut it until you're at a certain age. 
Uh huh. Well, but no, but to. yeah, but it's, but this is saying you're not supposed to ever cut it, no matter what age you are. Okay. So okay. So all right. Go and the other the other problem I have with that is that it's not necessarily the first hair that grows on your on on your head. You why know, I see babies all the time with like little tufts of hair on the so top why of their head. Choose this piece near the near the sideburn because it's <coughs> close to the brain. Uh, so so that's that's the question. That's a, that's a, a an excellent question. Um, uh, and and so why don't you understand the beard? Because the beard I thought is grown because of part of the morning period. Morning meaning I'm oh you are and I'm here. Yeah. So you're you're right about that. Um, but even 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 with that, we're not supposed to shave off uh, our our beards. So what what how it's supposed to normally work is that your beard is just you're not supposed to uh, uh, trim your beard um during that period you're not supposed to uh clean it up uh but uh but uh your beard is always supposed to be growing in some way um so the the morning period is just about uh appearance right so did you do maintenance um um the in terms of jewish law um uh, uh, the, 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 the prohibition on shaving has been interpreted, uh, to refer only to a, uh, to a razor, to a razor blade. Um, so, uh, so, uh, people who, um, uh, are, who, who care about this law will still, uh, shave with an electric razor. Um, and, uh, um, and there's even some will say that, you know, the newfangled, uh, uh, razors that have, you know, multiple, you know, Not like, Five blades on them, or something like that. That that would that might be okay too. There's something, and certainly scissors would be okay, right? So to trim your beard with scissors. What, what, an electric razor still has a razor blade in it. Would you not cut it? So it's it's understood halakhically to be like scissors, to be to to act like scissors more than like a straight razor. Um, I just just as an aside, um, I remember uh, um, when. Uh, Gillette came out with the like razor that had three blades on it, and then the next year, Bic or whoever it was came out with like the four blade one, and then the Onion did a piece that was like, screw it, we're just gonna have five blades, right? And that was like a, a joke because like they just kept adding blades, but wouldn't you know it that like two years later, Gillette comes out with the five blade razor. The marketing guy, so right, the right. Um. Anyway. Same with slacks. Same with what? Slacks. Slacks. Then two pleats, now three pleats. Oh, yeah, now there's no pleats. Now there's no pleats. Now it's flat it's, it's funny how cyclical... What? marketing now for that single blade that says it shaves just as well as the three or five blades. Probably. And I uh, said so there's really no difference. So and, I've seen that advertised now. And, and the truth is that, uh, that, those, that those multiple blade ones... Uh, I don't. I haven't used them in a long time, but I remember when I was in when I was in high school and I started shaving, and I was using those like three or four blade ones, and um, you had to change them so frequently because you know the hair would get stuck in in between the blades. Anyway, um, uh, it is funny. It is kind of funny how so this is. This is what I'm about to say is related in terms of the pants thing, because um, uh, 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 now the the trend is no pleats on your pants but i was at a tailor who said well i had a suit with me that had pleats in it and i was saying you know lamenting how it's out of style and she said just wait a couple years and the pleats will come back yeah, into style 
And it's true about beards, too. So beards, um, for a long time in American history, um, were very much in style um, in all sorts of different ways, shapes, and forms. There's some great beards of American history. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, and then, you know, uh, certainly by the time, by like the 50s and 60s, uh, beards were very much not in style. Uh, and that trend continued for several decades until very recently. I, I think that really came out of World War One, where the military made everybody shave. Ah, uh, it's possible, and yeah. And really began to disappear after that. You're confusing fashion and style. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Things go in and out of style is immutable fashion changes. Okay. So, so... Uh, so, so, okay. So beards went out of fashion, uh, and, uh, and now beards are back in fashion. Um, what's that? Bald heads are in fashion. Beards, um, but I just, but I just read something recently, um, that said we might now be in peak beard. <laughs> which is that that we're at the like saturation level of beards in society, and so like we're about to start the backslide away from you. Anyway, um, but that that is related because I think um, uh, one of the um, when we talk about what's the point of these laws, um, I think that ultimately for both of these, the the point is um, a uh, is is distinguishing um, to distinguish Jew from non-Jew. Um, and, uh, and and that's something maybe uh, um, maybe one of the reasons why um, uh, liberal Jewish streams have been uncomfortable with uh, with with these laws because the liberal Jewish streams have have uh, advanced and advocated in a lot of good ways um, a, 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 um, a, um, minimizing the distinction the physical distinctions, the cultural distinctions between Jews and non-Jews, um, and w with varying degrees. So the conservative movement uh, tries to do that, balancing um, a, a reverence and connection to tradition. And Reform Judaism uh, does that a little bit less. Um, the, the whole idea of Reform Judaism was to reform Judaism and make it more in line with the uh, um, religious culture of, uh, of its time. Um, of our time, um, and orthodoxy never really had a problem with uh, with the distinguishing features, the tribal, the cultural features of Judaism. However, it's the style of beard to me that determines that when I visually see someone without a kippah, without tzitzit, and a suit or a casual dress, mm -hmm. It's the style of the beer that distinguished the Jew from the non-Jew. If you came in here mm -hmm. or into the supermarket mm -hmm. with no kippot, no kippah, and you had your beard, mm -hmm. as is today, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say, there's a Jew. Mm -hmm. However, if someone came in with a long, fuzzy, if, if, black beard... If Shraga came in. If Shraga uh, came yeah. in, or, right, or that type of look, I might say then, without the kippah, that beer reminds me of a Jewish person. Okay. So it thinks it's style of beer and what goes with it, the rest of the dress. Yeah. The kippah, the tzitzit. You, you, you could be right about that. Um, uh, you know, in some ways that's, uh, th that's uh, uh, fairly subjective. Um, and in some ways it's not, right? So, um, uh, you know, we've, we've come to associate a Jewish look with, uh, with, a, with, with a certain style. Um, but I, 
you know, it, it's interesting um, because, um, well, uh, the the style of beard that, say, uh, Chabad uh, customarily wears, although not every Chabad rabbi, I should say, um, customarily wears, um, is, uh, is is sort of like what I was saying about the uh, payas, the side locks, um, that uh, that that it's only um, so at, at a certain point it's a it's a it's a it's a style choice, right? Um, um, because there's no halachic reason why they can't trim their beards with scissors and and you know comb them, right? They they want it to be pronounced and and uh, and distinguished. Um, and uh, and clothing is another interesting one, right? So it's not as if um, uh, Jews for millennia have worn black suits and black fedoras, right? Um, uh, so, you, uh, so, so that's an important thing to, to keep in mind too. Um, but nevertheless, th- there's, um, a, a friend of mine put it this way, and I, and I love this. He's talking about kippah, but I think it's similar. He said that, that, um, for him, his kippah is, um, both alienating and a, a sign of alienation. So it's not only for other people to know from the outside that he's Jewish, which it does, but it's also for him to, uh, to, to feel the self-consciousness of walking around different than other people. And I think that for, in a lot of respects, beards are like that still in our culture, right? Uh, beards are, um, uh, uh, um, are, are, uh, what's the opposite of popular? Um, unpopular. unpopular enough, um, <laughs> that it is still a distinguishing feature in our culture, uh, to, uh, wear a beard. Um, certainly, uh, um, not trimming one's side locks in the way that's, uh, customary in some orthodox circles is a, is a distinguishing feature in that way. Um, well, let's just look. I, I just want to show you what what the Sefer Chinuch says about this because this, that's where, where where I'm coming from. At the root of the precept, I'm on, I'm on 127. Sorry, the staple I think is on the uh, awkward side, is on the right side. But um, at the root of the precept lies the purpose to remove far from us, take away from the mind between our eyes and from all our deeds, and cast into oblivion every matter of idol worship and everything that is done for its sake. So first of all, that's an interesting. Uh, first of all, it, it's a uh, it's um, uh, meant to um, uh, distance Jews from idolatry, both association with idolaters and and looking and and uh, uh, being like them, and also um, uh, a, a physical reminder from between our eyes um, that uh, um, uh, of of not doing idolatry. Now that's an interesting one. And uh, what I want to say about that is that in some ways it's the opposite of tefillin, right? So the tefillin is a conscious reminder of our positive uh, obligations. Payus then is a reminder of our negative obligations, right? So our our uh, our the prohibitions on idolatry. So um, tefillin is something we add on to ourselves to remind us. Payus is something that we keep on ourselves or we don't do in order to remind us. And the the um, the the side locks are really right around. Uh, I don't think that the rabbis uh, knew this because they, they, their their sense of anatomy wasn't as strong as ours, but um, uh, um, uh, right where the ocular nerve runs uh, runs through from from eye to brain. Um, so that's an interesting one where the uh, Sefer Chinuch says it's about um, removing the matter from between our uh, uh, eyes and and our mind. Um, 
The admonition was given explicitly about this matter that people do to their physical selves as it constantly brings iniquity to remembrance, since it is something set in the human body. And because this is a main core of the reason for the precept, it was necessary for the sages of blessed memory to explain that rounding off the entire head is also included under the prohibition, in order that you should not say that the end purpose of the prohibition is that we should not resemble them, and they do not shave the entire head. They taught us that this too is included under the prohibition, as we find that they say uh, as that they said this in the Talmud tractate Yavamot, that rounding, shaving off the entire head is call, is considered rounding off. It's possible that the Torah thus forbade shaving at all because this resembles the resemblance. Okay, so it's more according to the Sefer Chinuch than just not resembling idolaters. It also becomes a constant and conscious reminder to ourselves that we are different than idolaters, which is why it's not only not. Uh, uh, a prohibition on um, uh, uh, looking like they do. Um, it's also a, a prohibition on things uh, related to looking like they do because um, no matter what we do, we are supposed to have that physical reminder on our bodies that we are not them. Um, n- idolaters. Which is... Um, uh, um, so they're talking specifically about idolaters, but the uh, and the Torah is talking specifically about idolaters. In a lot of ways, I think that the uh, um, um, rabbinic Judaism in this regard is um, is in a way talking about all non-Jews. So um, a Jew, a male Jew, does not wear a kippah or or have um, payas or have a beard. Mm-hmm. Then they're idolaters. I didn't say that. No, I know you didn't say that. Yeah. I know you didn't say that. I don't think that this is saying that either. Okay. No, it's not that they are idolaters. They're not following a commandment in the Torah. Um, So they uh, could be identified as an idolater. They could be identified, yes. So the outside world, uh, the, 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 the notion that the outside world looking in on you wouldn't be able to tell, ah, here's a Jew and here's a non Jew, um, I think is one of the things that is problematic to the Torah. The other is internally, a sense that uh, that that um, I don't uh, have a sense of alienation from the from from the rest of the non-Jewish world, um, which is carried on me physically. Um, that I think is also problematic, because when we feel too too blended, we feel too close. Um, uh, uh, we we become at greater risk for um, for losing that which really distinguishes us, which is uh, Torah and mitzvot. Then the problem is, for me, yeah, I'm a woman. Yes, and go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Is a, is, <laughs> then. Um, well, I can. So, I choose to. Um, so, so there, so there, so there are. Uh, I mean, the, there are distinguishing uh, uh, m- there are distinguishing uh, features for Jewish women. Yes. So that's one. Another is uh, it's it, it can be an argument for uh, why women should wear their wear kippot or their heads covered all the time the same way <laughs> men's uh, men men uh, the same way men uh, um, uh, are 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 encouraged to. Um, um, 
But then there's a difference between a married woman and an unmarried woman. An unmarried woman yeah. does not have to cover. Yeah, but that doesn't go to idolatry. No. Right. I mean, the, the concept of idolatry is interesting here because that would raise a serious question: Why still do it? Is, does it still have relevance? Yeah. Uh, in a world where we don't see much idolatry as the rabbis define it. Right. Oh. I was going to say, with, this, with page 127, it seems like even back then, there's this universal concept that peaceful, normal people do not shave their heads. Today, the sign of rebellion is to completely shave the head and even label yourself a skinhead. They go out of their way to do what this tells you not to do. And in their attempt, to, the skinheads, the skinheads attempt is to say we're contrary to the current culture. So it's interesting that without even going out of their way, the common culture, even Gentile culture, still adopts this. We keep our hair a certain style, and we really don't want you shaving off your head because that's a sign you're telling us that you are borderline lawbreaker or antisocial or even <coughs> Not a criminal. Not my son. Not, yeah. my Not my son. son. Not my yeah. son. Yeah. I, I, think right. one, I think right. at one point, Arnold might have been right well, about that, but I think it's gone And I, I think that... I think uh, it's a cosmetic thing now, basically, it, for men. Well, so, for, for, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry, Rez. No, you go. No, no, please. That, yes, yeah, skinheads at that time, which was 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Well, that's the age that, I live in. Right. <laughs> but today, today, in 2010 to 2014, I think a lot of men, I'm just saying not all, my husband doesn't, but um, shave their heads to, to get ahead, to get ahead of just the baldness, to get rid of all the hairs on their head. That's what my son did. That's the basketball commissioner. Right. He doesn't oh, want yeah. to have a bald head like his dad because his dad looks so handsome. Right. He shaved it off. And that's a, the look. But it's not mm. distinguishing him from, I'm going to get a cup of coffee, from, do you know what I'm saying? He's not distinguished, he's not doing it to distinguish himself as one of them. That's what I'm saying. And the same with Charlotte's son, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, and, I imagine so, yeah. It's interesting, you know, you, you joke about the Amish and the Jews who dress similarly mm. and look similarly, but it certainly does create a sense of the other, right. in quotes. If that's really what's intended by it, it sets you apart. Yeah, and I, I, the truth is, I, th I think it is, and um, this is going to sound uh, idiosyncratic for me, um, uh, for those who know, you know, sort of uh, where I stand on a lot of these things, but I think that that's a good thing. Um, to an extent, of course, but you know, every uh, there are limits to everything. But I think that that uh, that, that it's a good thing. And uh, when I was uh, pledging my fraternity, um, we had to wear a uh, pin um, all the time. And um, you know, there were that's a small distinguishing feature, um, but it it did accomplish a few things. It gave me a sense of connection to anybody else that I saw around campus wearing that pin. It gave me a sense of, um, of, of belonging. And, and so there's a good feeling of a sense of belonging when you're, when you're, you know, wearing your team's colors, right? 
um, and, uh, and, and a sense of exclusion or distance from other people, right? Um, that, uh, that, uh, that I'm not, I'm not part of their club and they're not part of my club. And we live in a fairly borderless world and there's a lot of good in that. Um, but there's also a, a lot to be gained from, um, uh, um, knowing who you are, retaining the uh, distinguishing characteristics of of who you are, being proud of who you are, and uh, and and maintaining some of the borders that uh, distinguish who you are from who other people are. But um, the next yeah. step is whether or not you you get to elitism and you yes and and you feel because you're wearing that pin which is representing your fraternity. Right. Well, I'm better than correct. Uh, and well, I mean, in general, I thought I was better than most people I met because, um, no, uh, 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 no, 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 I hear you saying, uh, um, no, so there, there's a difference between, um, uh, distinguishing oneself and, uh, and, and, and having markers of separateness and, uh, feeling superior because of it, right? Th those are two different things, I think. And in a lot of ways, it can be the other way, right? One can feel, one can feel quite inferior because of it, um, you know, I wear my kippah around, and um, you put the put the star on it. Well, right, right. So that's a, maybe a different thing because uh, that that wasn't a choice that people had uh, to to self-identify, right? That that was chosen for them. But uh, um, and I know people who are are uncomfortable, say, putting mezuzahs on their door for that reason. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so identify. Same with people walking around the street in on vacation. They don't want to wear the kippah or wear whatever garment they have. Because then people, maybe not now, but then they they would be distinct. Oh, that person's Jewish, right. Ra rather than be a positive sense. It's the negative. Sense. Right, and 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 it also brings with it uh, uh, an additional level of responsibility. Right, I I feel um, I feel much more accountable uh, on on a number of levels when I'm out wearing my kippah than when I'm out wear not wearing my kippah. Not just because I'm a rabbi of uh, of a community, but because I feel like um, when I'm wearing a kippah, I stand for something and represent something that if I act in a way that runs counter to that, it doesn't only damage me, it damages the entire community. It damages, it damages God's reputation. That's the idea well, of uh, yeah, Philo Hashem. I mean, I mean, I know you wouldn't, but if you were eating something like veal parm, wearing a kippah, then people think, oh, that's okay. Right. Right. I, mean, I know you would not. You would not. I know that. Uh, I mean, it sounds good, but um, uh, you, right, right. Not only might it lead other people to do the wrong thing, but it also, but it also does damage in another way, which is people who know that Jews don't. Uh, the Torah says we shouldn't eat veal parm. Say, ah, okay, you know, uh, Jews don't. Even Jews who claim to take religion seriously, look, he's wearing a kippah, don't really care. Right, and so therefore, it, none of it really matters. Right, it it, con it, it contributes to to, uh, to to the cynicism of, uh, of right, even of if you culture. were not a rabbi. Yeah. Right. Um, so, um, so in terms of uh, in terms of uh, peyot, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of beards, I, I think that um, that that this is um, a, an element of uh, of Jewish tradition that um, you know I think is uh, I think that. Um, uh, the liberal Jewish world um, has um, has really um, uh, missed out on by uh, by jettisoning. Um, I don't. I'm not necessarily advocating for uh, us to grow uh, payas um, that look like uh, um, uh, you know certain Hasidic sects. 
Um, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, being able to walk in the world, um, easily identifiable as a Jew, both for yourself and for other people, um, I think is a powerful thing. Um, and I think that it, it is, um, um, uh, to me, um, uh, 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 very, um, uh, very central to um uh, to to um to what it means to uh to to move in the world and uh and and in society it 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 uh it it holds me accountable um it uh it makes me conscious and cognizant at all times of who i am um and it uh um uh it makes me feel proud and uh and connected uh, as if I belong, um, and, and don't just kind of float into the ether of, uh, of, of society. Um, and, uh, and, um, and, and I think, uh, um, projects to other people who can identify me that way, that, um, th that, uh, um, this is someone who, uh, um, uh, uh, cares about who he is and where he comes from. Um, I think that, uh, there are, uh, the, the traditional, um, uh, commandments, um, uh, are, are not geared, uh, egal in egalitarian fashion, um, but I think that they can be applied that way and maybe should be applied that way. Um, and, uh, um, but I think for men and women both, um, it is, uh, a, uh, an aspect of, uh, of traditional Jewish practice that, uh, I think very strongly has a point. Uh, on the other hand, so much of it has become a political statement in the modern world. Where, the size of your kippah, where you wear it, that's you wear a hat over it, the shape with, of your beard, which you started yeah. off talking about. That's within, that's within that community. Yeah. I'm talking, right, because I feel, walking on earth, that without having distinguished myself, maybe I look Semitic. I don't, look, I don't like that she looks or he looks Jewish. Mm -hmm. We don't look our religion unless you wear a kippah. And since it's, I don't, I'm very offended by that. Yeah. He looks Jewish. How do you look Jewish? Jewish is a religion. Yeah. Well, Jew, well, let's see. The, but, but I will yeah. so, so I feel personally that when I walk out into this world, inside me, inside, not outside, yeah. I feel Jewish. And that to me is more important than what I wear to distinguish myself as a Jewess. Yeah. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, it's being Jewish and not looking Jewish. Yeah. So the, there's a couple things I'll say about that. The, the first is that Judaism is not only a religion. Um, right? It's, it, 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 first of all, it's a way of life, but it's also, it's also a people. Um, right? uh, Mordechai Kaplan uh, uh, put it this way, right? That, that Judaism is a religious civilization. So that means that it is a civilization first, but religion is an aspect of the civilization, which means that... Um, to say that you look Jewish, I, I get that there's a a, a tinge of uh, of of uh, of bigotry in that, especially in our culture, um, because what people mean is that okay, you look Eastern European, right? Um, or, or something like that. Um, okay. yeah. uh, but I, right, I I understand that. So and, and Jews look all in all different ways. Um, so, but. There's, there's no, there's almost no questioning whether someone looks Jewish if they're wearing a kippah. Correct. If they're wearing tzitzit, right? Um, so whether you are 
black, white, Asian, Latino, uh, short, tall, uh, big nose, small nose, white, blonde, whatever, right? Um, Right. Yeah. Um, then, uh, um, then there are still ways of actually looking Jewish. And I think that that, uh, to me is an important thing. The political thing, um, it's interesting. It's much yeah, more I true. Blow that off. That's a, yeah. it, it's certainly true in Israel, but it's true in this country too. Yeah. I was going to say that, that it's, uh, it's, it, it seems to me especially true in Israel, but that's an interesting one where, where most people are Jewish that, that you meet on a day to day basis. And so then you need, you know, sort of, uh, subcultures, right? Um, um, so, uh, funny who don't wear right. kippot at all. Right. They're the knit kippot. There's the, how far forward on your head do well, you wear di- it? That's different class. That right. It's it's uh, what's well, like this. It's like, what's the difference between goth kids and emo kids? Right. Uh, they, they both, you know, and so they'll tell you exactly what the difference is, but, you know, what's the difference between like Dati, uh, um, uh, uh, right. Uh, well, Dati, Lodati, there's a, there's a difference, but as, uh, Dati le umi and Dati, right? Um, okay, so like the, but you know, the other thing in Israel, what's the difference between an Israeli and Dati? Because yeah. a lot of Israelis don't even practice right, in right, a religion. Right. Because right. they're Jewish and they're part of it. And people um, but, but, but but what we're getting but what we're getting at here is the the fact that uh, that that what we present on the outside is um, is important I'm not going to say necessarily as important more important whatever but is important in um, in influencing who we are on the inside and uh, and and, uh, and and what the package of ourselves is um, so it's not only you know do I feel this is the our, Arnold Eisen wrote a book um, analyzing the American Jewish community, um, which is primarily a liberal Jewish community, um, meaning primarily not Orthodox. And the book was titled The Jew Within, right? Exactly for the reason that you're talking about, because it's in, in most ways we blend into the general culture, but we internally feel our sense of Jewishness, right? And I think that that is great and beautiful and wonderful. Um, I think that something is lost in that. Um, uh, you know, I think that, uh, um, I think that, uh, that there's something powerful about, um, uh, physically, um, uh, uh, acting and looking, um, as, uh, as belonging to a group is, uh, is, is an important thing. There's a reason choose. that sports teams yeah. wear uniforms. You don't, choose to, you don't choose to look like a 16th century Polish prince. That's true too. That's yeah. true too. Right. So the, with, within that. From a male's point of view. <laughs> only male. Because how are we supposed to distinguish ourselves as women. There are lots, not, of, way, no, there are wait, lots no, of ways, no, but it doesn't wait, wait. flow from this. No, I understand. Without wearing a shy to conservative yeah. Judaism, without wearing come I had covered in, in daily activities, yeah. um, you know, that's, so I, I don't walk out there with something, with, with this, saying, hey, I'm a Jew. Just always be with your bearded husband. Exactly. Wear a keep all. Um, I hear, I hear you, Rizal, and and uh, so I, I didn't really think about the uh, the, uh, the the male centric uh, um, uh, aspect of this. Although you're you're absolutely right, um, and I got to think about that a little bit more. Uh, um, so yes, you're 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 right. I didn't think about that enough. Yeah. Uh, I think the extreme of what we're talking about. Someone brought it up. Is the yellow star that was imposed on us. Right. It was not our choice. Right. But we do have a choice mm-hmm. right. as to how we want to appear in public. Right. right. And is that something that is in our future yet? Is what in our future? The yellow star. I, meaning to choose it for ourselves? No. To uh, be given it? No, I, I don't think so. I think that we... Uh, uh, 
I think that we fortunately live in a world that is uh, different than the one that, that existed before the, the Holocaust. However, looking at what's happening in the Ukraine gives me pause about saying that, unfortunately. Um, so I, I, I don't think, and I certainly hope that that's not in our future, um, but I don't think that, um, that, that the imposition of that kind of thing on Jews um, is going to be made more or less likely by our own embracing of looking outwardly Jewish. Um, you know, the yellow stars were put on all Jews, regardless of what they look like on the outside. Forgive me, but I think that German Jews, with their level of assimilation yeah. and comfort, may have said the same thing. No, well, so the German Jews, uh, the, first of all, they may have said this, that, that would never happen. Yeah, I agree that they probably did say that. Um, but, um, uh, one of the, one of the reasons German Jews assimilated was because of the, um, history of European anti-Semitism and the feeling that, okay, if we just make ourselves more like everybody else, then they won't hate us as much. Um, and, and, and we won't feel as alienated from everybody else. And, um, that turned out to be a complete falsehood, right? Um, because Hitler was not concerned whether or not you look like a Jew, whether or not you were Orthodox, right? Um, so that's, that's an important lesson for us to, uh, to bear in mind, um, is that it doesn't really matter whether you have a mezuzah on your door, right? Um, that's not what's going to, uh, um, uh, save you from, uh, from, from the Nazis. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, um, uh, so that, that is one lesson of, of, of a sad lesson of, uh, of history, but one that we can take to heart and say that, uh, that, um, that being proud and, and outwardly showing who you are, um, is, uh, is, um, is not any more or less dangerous in an anti-Semitic world. Um, then right? the the shooting in Kansas City was at a JCC, right? Um, you know, a uh, uh, um, you know, uh, it's not as if like the most religious, uh, pious wearing, beard wearing Jews are the ones who frequent the JCC. People who were shot were not even Jewish, right? Um, it, um, the intent was that they were Jewish, right? Because um, so um, so you know, you see that uh, um, that that uh, you know those two things are not related necessarily.